Good morning and welcome to my podcast. My name is Felicia Pearson and the name of my podcast is Unmasking the Issues in a Relationship. Today our topic is Angry Woman. Why do some men say women are angry? Over the course of time, things has changed. The roles of men and women have changed. Women are running households by themselves, single parents, working two and three jobs to provide for their families because there's no man no longer in the household. My mother used to say, women are butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, and now they're psychologists and therapists and all-knowing have to know when something's going on in a school. Have to know when something's not right about your child. And now, the roles have been reversed. Women are wearing the pants and the men are wearing skirts. And I'll go on to say, this topic will be broken up into six segments. Women are like onions. Women are wrapped up in untrustworthy, disloyalty, being lied on, pain, rage, bitterness, unhappiness, hate, envy, malice, low self-esteem, high self-esteem, abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, looking for love in all the wrong places. Being introduced to drugs. No one wakes up and say, hmm, let me try some crack. They are introduced to drugs. Depression, anxiety, jealous, suicidal, cheated on, divorce, feeling weak and worn out. The pressure of paying bills all by themselves. The pressure of trying to put food on a table all by themselves. Having to deal with other women being in the picture. The husband or boyfriend is running around with. And on top of it, if you have a sick child, taking care of a sick child. Or sick parents. And you're trying to attend with the sick parents and run a household. And take care of everything. What I'm saying to you guys is. All women are not angry for no reason. All women are not bitter for no reason. All women stop trusting in people for a reason. It's a cause behind everything. Just like every action, there is a reaction. Is no way that, for an example, you can run into somebody's car and tear their car up and they get out of their car and they look at your car and say, go ahead, drive on. Everything's okay. No, they're going to ask you license and registration and they're going to call the cops on you because you hit their vehicle. And that's part of what a woman is like 
when she stopped trusting and things and people and relationships is because behind the scenes it was something that was done i hear a lot of people say women come with a lot of baggage as well as men come with baggage women want someone to help them unpack their baggage and take their time with them men keep their baggage packed because they're always on the move and always on the go and if one woman don't want them another woman will take them in so that's why they never unpack and what i'm saying to you guys is in a level of maturity meeting a person right where they are and not trying to be a psychologist nor a therapist to them but listening to them and trying to understand where they're coming from and not listening to the story that's being told to you to manipulate the situation towards the person in the future because you listen to everything they said and you said to yourself if he got away with that or she got away with that I know I can get away with that too you may not have been consciously thinking that at the moment unconsciously thinking that at the moment but when the time arose you took advantage of it if they told you that their last boyfriend came in two or three o'clock in the morning and you didn't appreciate it and you didn't like it and then you turn around and did the same exact thing knowing after what they said to you that means you were looking for somebody that was vulnerable low self-esteem and to take advantage of vice versa even with women when a man tells you She did not cook. She did not clean. She did not do this. And women have a tendency to do to somebody else what was done to them. Because the game started somewhere. And they said, it'll stop with you. When even though this person has not done that to you. Now you met this young lady. And you're saying... She's a very nice person, but she's angry. She is bipolar. That's what men say about women after they break up. They're bipolar. Or after they break up, they say they were dysfunctional. Or they were horrible people. This is after they break up. Or after they stop dealing with the person. And they become the worst person in the world. When you first met this person, they was the wonderful person in the world. They were walking on clouds in your world. And when it's over, it's a nightmare. They were the boogeyman. And women find themselves looking for attention and looking for love in the wrong situations. And the wrong things. And then you meet somebody. And they say you're angry. You're crazy. You're dysfunctional. Because of what you've been through. 
what you're going through and you're trying to adjust how to deal with it. And I'll say this to you guys. Hurt is hurt flat out. Pain is pain flat out. Hurting people hurt people. It's a saying when you're dealing with certain people and you look at them, they say this is their environment. This is what they're used to. This is what they're going through. And when people have been hurt so much and took advantage of so much and belittled so much and disrespected and mentally and physically abused and not able to trust anybody, when they sit down at a restaurant and waiting to meet you, the fear comes up. Of what this person is going to be like. Is he's going to be the same? Or is she going to be the same? Or is this going to be a nice meeting? So now this is where the representative comes up. And I have to camouflage. This is what women think. Everything that they've been through. To deal with this new situation. And thinking to themselves, every woman wants to be loved. Bottom line. Bottom line. I haven't met a woman that say, I want to buy love, man. Bottom line. I never met a woman say, I want to die old and lonely and by myself. I never met one. Nobody wants to be alone. Everybody wants somebody to love them, to hold them, to cuddle them, to talk to them, communicate to them on a certain level that only them to know about and a certain bond and connection that only they have. And I'll say this to you guys. When a woman is upset, or angry, or mad, and you're dealing with them, and you know you haven't done anything to them, what you do is, you say, listen, we're going to sit down and have a talk. Let's go to a restaurant and have a cup of coffee. She says, no, let's have a drink. No liquor on the table, because this is going to be the adult talk. This is going to be real talk. And I don't want you to be into a a chemical-induced state of mind when I'm talking to you. So everything that I'm about to say to you, you'll be able to hear me, understand me, and receive what I'm about to say to you. And you take this person and you sit them down and you have a conversation. And you ask them, what is it that's been done to you that makes you act like that? Because I just met you. I didn't do that to you. So you tell me. I want to hear it. And be real. And be honest. And be trusting so they can open up to you and say. I was dealing with somebody. And they used to hit me. Or I was dealing with somebody. And they used to steal my money. And I couldn't feed my kids. Or I was dealing with somebody. That come around. 
once in a blue, call me two or three o'clock in the morning. But I just wanted to have somebody. So they can be honest enough and open up to you. You have to be real big to have this conversation. And I mean big in the mind, big in thinking, asking questions and want to know why. Every time I see you or talk to you, you talk like this. My name is Felicia Pearson. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Unmasking Issues in a Relationship. Remember, I'm not a therapist nor a psychiatrist, but I'll be dealing, sharing different issues and topics on relationships. I look forward to you guys' response. Remember, be respectful, be tasteful, and have a great day. Good morning and welcome to my podcast. My name is Felicia Pearson and the name of my podcast is Unmasking the Issues in Relationships. And the topic for today is knowing when to distance yourself from somebody. I will share a personal experience with you guys with a girlfriend that I had to really walk away from that I thought she was so cool I thought that she was very nice and there was things about her that I truly didn't know because we always didn't hang out together but we always talked together on the phone and text and you know we laughed and we had a great time and what wind up happening is she had texted me and she said, look, my family is going out to a nice bar restaurant. And I was thinking to myself, me and my girlfriends, only to us when it was me and another girlfriend. And we was like, okay, that sounds great. We'll go out with you and your family. And it's, it'll be really nice. I will get to meet, you know, people we didn't meet before in your family because we always just hang out with you. So this would be truly like really nice and exciting. You know, we'll go out and have fun. It was a Friday night, and we all had um, met up at her house to, you know, get to know each other and get acquainted and just have a little drink before we left out. So we did such, and we got to the bar restaurant, and, you know, the music was nice. The atmosphere was nice. It was an adult crowd, and it was just amazing. So as time go by, we're sitting at the table and the waitress comes over and she's serving and she's very pleasant. And one of her cousins gets smart with the waitress. And I'm saying to myself, never, ever get smart with anyone that serves your food because they can do anything to it. So we're listening and she leaves the waitress to go put the order in. And so more of my girlfriend's family is starting to show up. Now it's like really crowded and, you know, everybody's having fun. The food was great. The conversation was great. And I'm noticing like they're drinking a lot excessively. And... I told my girlfriend that invited us out, I said, hey, 
you're drinking too much. I think I need I think you need to slow down. And she was like, I'm okay. Me and my family drinks like this all the time. She was like, You're not drinking? I said, My limit is when I'm out is two. I had one at your house and I had one here. I had something to eat and that's enough. If I feel as though I need to have another drink, I can wait till I get home. And my girlfriend agreed. And she's taking shot after shot and shots are coming to the table. And her cousins and and, and nephews and, and nieces is buying shots and everybody's buying shots. And I'm looking at the table of all the shots they sent over. And I had 10. My girlfriend had 10. And the one girlfriend that invited me out, she had 10. And I'm saying to myself, that's a lot of drinking. So now they're on a dance floor. I was asked to dance, me and my girlfriend. So we out, we're dancing on the dance floor. And everybody's having a great time and they're doing that thing. They do switch and, you know, we switch. Then they do it again, switch and we switch. And then a little mini fight broke out because one of the girls that wanted to switch with her cousin or nephew bumped somebody and then it just was starting to get out of hand and I says to my girlfriend that I came with I said listen do you have your car keys on you and where's your wallet and stuff because we're not going to be here long I foresee a fight coming and we need to get out of here so my girlfriend was like I don't think that's going to happen I said look all of them is drinking a lot that was her family that was getting ready to fight she was like oh for real i was like yes start getting your stuff together we'll be leaving soon my girlfriend really didn't want to go because she was having such a great time i'm looking at our safety first making it home in one piece so now we're still you know talking and meeting new people and laughing and you know they're trying to buy us drinks because you know they just the guys just met us and they was like we didn't know you were in here and everybody's having an awesome time and then all of a sudden you guys i'm telling you this cannot be any crazier i thought i was tripping and i said well ooh, maybe i had one too many drinks because i saw a chair fly across the room and then chairs started flying. So my girlfriend grabs it, say, Doc, they're throwing chairs. And I was like, okay, do you have your stuff? She said, no, my wallet and stuff is up front. And her niece, my girlfriend's niece, is watching our stuff, the friend that invited us out. So now chairs are being thrown. Guys are fighting and punching. So my girlfriend that invited us out, I said, listen, we all need to get out of here. She said, I can't leave. This is my family in here. And they're fighting. I got to stay with my family. And I'm like, wait a minute. Your family is drunk. Pissy drunk. And everybody needs to go home and call Ubers and cabs or whatever and get over this thing. And get home safely in one piece. So now everybody's coming to the, to the door. They're leaving. They get in cars. Mind you, drinking too much leads to drinking and driving so now that's going on and i have an issue with that so now we're outside 
So her nieces and cousins comes out and these girls are already standing outside. They were talking about what happened and one got hit with a chair in the head and she's bleeding really bad. And they was like, which hospital should we go to? Should we go to here? Should we go there? Because this is closer. And her niece walks up to the girl and punches her. Now we're outside and a, a, a fight breaks out. I mean, a girl fight. Really, really bad. I mean, really bad. Earrings being snatched out of ears. Hair, weaves, wigs, everything flying all over the place. And I grabbed my girlfriend and I stepped back. I said, this is not our fight. These girls was not bothering us. We don't know them. Her niece stepped out and punched this girl. So we're backing up down the street. And we're starting to walk away. So my girlfriend stops and looks at us. And she was like, oh, y'all not going to help? And I was like, no. So she started fighting with her family. Fighting the girl. So then, as we're walking to our car, like, I see guys running up the street. I mean, cops are coming. You know, the people who own the bar club is locking doors and stuff like that. It was, like, getting crazy. So we're making sure that we're started walking backwards. And then we turned around and started walking, you know, straight. And when we got to the car, we just were sitting there looking at each other saying, wow, I don't believe that. This really started off as a great night. So what we wind up doing is I went to my girlfriend's house because I was driving. And we went inside and we was talking. And then my other girlfriend came, the one that was fighting, and she came in. And she said, I just don't believe like y'all left us there like that. Y'all, you know, so I was fighting in the um bar club and nobody helped us and y'all just looked at us and we were fighting outside and y'all didn't even help us just looked at us like what was up with that and she really I mean when I say she really had an attitude she really had an attitude and I had to tell her one my girlfriend told us that listen when you come to people home be respectful watch your tone in my home two I never came to your home like that three that was not our fight. And I agreed with my girlfriend. That was not our fight. We agreed to come out with you and your family to have a nice time. That was the agreement. It wasn't agreed to come out, have a nice time and fight and get drunk. It was to come out, have a nice time, meet new people, go home. Good time. Go home. So now, she's in our face. She's drunk, mind you. And I asked her, I said, listen, let me ask you a question. Do you and your family, because remember, like I said, I don't usually hang out with her that much. I, like, really talk to her over the phone and we text. And we know each other for a very long time. But we really never went out with each other. So this was our first time going out and having a good time. I asked her, I said, do you and your family act like this all the time? Like, do this always happen? She said, yeah. Like it was the normal. Yeah. So I said, y'all always get drunk? She said, yeah. We always get drunk. We go out. We fight. We have a good time. And if we don't fight, we don't have a good time. So you have to fight to have a good time. I said, who told you guys that? You should never ever be out fighting and drinking and drinking and driving no you just don't do that 
So she says to me, we've been drinking like this since we were kids. So I said, oh, my goodness. And my girlfriend must start laughing. And she was like, well, what are you laughing at? And my girlfriend said, because you're young drunks. You're young and you're drunks and you need to get some help before you seriously wind up killing somebody or hurting somebody really bad. You young drunks. So now it's going on the conversation and stuff. So she was really upset that we called her whole family young drunks. And she was irritated with us and she was bothered with us. And I was saying to her, like, listen, I'm going to say this to you. First of all, let's get you some coffee so you can hear what we're trying to say to you clearly. So you don't think that we're throwing shots at you and your family or being disrespectful or we're coming for you. So my girlfriend made us some coffee or whatever like that. Gave us something to eat. So she was calming down and we were laughing and stuff. And I said, listen, I'm going to apologize to you first before I say anything. Because I don't want you to think that we're being disrespectful, that we're being rude and ignorant. We know better. You're a friend and a friend would never want to hurt a friend. But what I am saying to you is the night started off beautiful. It had some glitches in it. We still were having some fun when the glitches started with the chairs being thrown and the waitress being talked to really bad. That was overlooked. But when you put our health and safety in the middle of a bra, I have a problem with that. I would like to live to see tomorrow, God's willing. But for me to put my hands on somebody I don't even know for no reason, or to meet somebody and get smart with them for no reason, to talk to a waiter or a waitress disrespectful and talk down to them, for no reason and I had to let her know like when you see waiters and waitresses working in a restaurant most of them are law students most of them are college students paying their way through school everybody has to make money when they're in college so Don't ever look down at somebody because they chose that job because the tips may be great. You're no better than they are. They're working. They're going to school and they're working. They're doing what they have to do to survive. So now she was like, my girlfriend, she was like, I feel really bad that we conducted ourselves that way. I said, you got to remember, liquor played a role in all of that. When you feel yourself getting out of control and you cannot handle yourself, you need to know when to stop drinking. You need to know when to walk away. You need to give yourself a limit and say, one is enough for me. I'll drink when I get home. I'm in the comfort of my own home. Two is enough for me. So you can be able to handle yourself appropriately. You are a lady and you conduct yourself as so. And I told her, I said, I can say this to you because you're my friend and I love you. You are a lady. You were being very trashy out there. You looked it bad because you handled yourself like that. 
And you're out there fighting people you don't even know. You don't know if you injured these people. You are out of line. So she began to cry. I wasn't trying to make her cry. My girlfriend wasn't trying to make her cry. She started crying. And we're rubbing her back and we're giving her tissue and stuff and snot coming out of her nose. And I said, why are you crying? She said, the reason why I'm crying is because you're so right. And you're telling the truth. Because if I would have hit somebody the wrong way or one of my family members, a lot could have happened in seconds. And it only takes seconds to happen. I said, yes, you know this. We're in the medical field. The, the medical field, and you know this. You know how fast things happen. And you know when people come through the emergency room, I have to remind her of the job that we work and we do. It takes seconds to save a life. And when you're working to save a life, it takes minutes. If you lose minutes, you lost time. And you can actually lose a patient. So you're actually working on seconds. And you're moving fast. And that's what I was explaining to her. And you guys, what I'm trying to say to you. And what I'm sharing with you guys is. Take a second to look at what you're doing. Take a moment to think about what you are doing. If you have to walk away, walk away. Think it out, walk it out. And then we come back again and think a little bit more until your mind is clear. My profession is in the medical field. And when you're thinking about doing something, you always take a second to think first. Because everything is an action and a reaction and a percussion, repercussion to anything that you don't do right. And what I'm saying to you guys is, the second that she did not take, she could have injured herself or somebody else. The moment she didn't take to say, hey guys, we're going to leave. A lot could have happened in seconds. And having a clear mind before you do anything. And knowing when to walk away. My late aunt always told me this. When you meet people and they are willing to fight at a drop of a dime... I mean, haul off and punch somebody, choke somebody, slap somebody. They do not have nothing to lose. But when you have a house, your homeowner, you have a mortgage, you have property, you have a car, car note, you have a nice home, a nice job. A family to take care of. A family that's dependent on you. Mother, father is sick and dependent on you to take care of them and bring income in. Or you may have a sick child and 
they are depending on you to take care of them and be around, you have everything to lose. So before you get into a fight, a brawl, an argument, a disagreement, throwing things, crashing cars, think first. You have a lot to lose. So when you take that second to think, thinking will save your life. Thinking will save everything you have in front of you without losing it. Breathing while you are thinking. Now some of you guys may be laughing when I'm saying this, but it's not funny. When you are heated and you are mad and you are angry, I don't know if you notice, you stop breathing. You hold your breath because you're so irritated and you're so mad. And you have to think first. Sit down. Clear your mind. You may need to call somebody and talk this thing out before you make any moves. And the sad part is, she realized, my girlfriend, that she was a drunk. And that she needed help and she wanted help. But she felt like if she did this with her family and going out and having fun and stuff and getting drunk... That's a part of being in a family. And this is what they do. This is what connect them. The dysfunction. This is their norm. And I said to my girlfriend, I said, listen, on Monday, you call your insurance company. You tell them what you need. You get this handle and you get a handle on it. The next thing is, me, I can only speak for me. I cannot and I will not go out with you or your family again. Because when you are a friend to somebody and they invite you out to a dinner, to eat, to a club, to a bar, to a strip club, wherever you've been invited out to somebody else's home, you want to be treated with respect. Your safety comes first. And when you don't think enough of my safety, when you don't think enough of my family, that if something may happen to me, what would you tell my family? What happened to me? And could you and would you tell them the whole story what happened to me? Could you be honest enough and tell my family, You started that fight. I got hit upside the head and now I'm in a coma. You started that when you started drinking and taunting somebody and they accidentally stabbed me. So I cannot go out with you anymore because you do not cherish my well-being, my safety. And my girlfriend said, you know, I totally agree with that. Because you put us in harm's way. Just not you or your family. Because cheers were being fly, flying around in the um, room. And we were on a dance floor. Somebody's eye could have been taken out. And so she started crying again. And I can't soothe that. I can't say, well, let's think about it. And we'll get back to you about it. No, it was 
spinal. And it couldn't be fixed until she started going to get some help. And what I'm saying to you guys is when you go out, your plans is before you leave out the door, you call your boys or you call your girls and y'all sit and take a moment to have a conversation about having a good time and meeting other nice people and having a good time. And numbers may be exchanged because you liked it, the conversation that you receive at the moment. Remember, safety comes first. Your whereabouts. Make it at home after having a few drinks. Knowing when to get into an Uber. Knowing when enough drinking is enough. Knowing when you're not feeling well and you ate something to get up and leave and not just keep on hanging out because your friends are hanging out. Knowing when to go lay down and not leave your drink, ladies and gentlemen, unattended and walk away. Have somebody to look at, look after your drink. Knowing when to tell a friend you cannot drive. You, you're drinking too much. That's enough. And be honest enough and be a real friend and say, listen, we're both going to get in an Uber. We're going to leave our cars or get in a lift and we're going to go home and sleep this off. And in the morning, we'll pick our cars up in the morning. Loving somebody enough to say, I'm concerned about your health, your well-being, your safety, and hoping that we get home in one piece. My name is Felicia Pearson. Thank you for listening to my podcast. The name of my podcast is Unmasking the Issues in a Relationship. I look forward to you guys' response. And remember, be respectful, be tasteful, and take a moment to think.